I would like you to take your Bibles. And we're going to turn to Revelation chapter 1, beginning with verse 4 on to verse 7. That is the book of Revelation chapter 1. Shall we all stand as we honor God by the reading of his word? Revelation chapter 1 and verse 4, it says, John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come and from the seven spirits which are before his throne and from Jesus Christ who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his father to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him. And they also which pierce him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. Father, bless the reading of your word to our hearts. We thank you for the songs that have prepared our hearts for your word. And that we shall all receive your word with gladness. And if there be one here who has never been born again, that he or she would get to know you. For those who have, have perhaps taken the first day's journey, that they'll take the second day's journey and the third day's journey, the observation of all things. Our Father and our God, may you bless in this hour and that your voice, the voice of your Holy Spirit, will be heard, and every distraction shall be removed, and that we shall all give our undivided attention, that we shall all receive a blessing. And for those who listen by means of radio and otherwise, we pray to your God that they'll receive the same blessing whenever it is here. So, Father in heaven, magnify yourself in and through us. Save some lost soul. These mercies we ask to Christ, O oh Lord. Amen. You be seated. I would like you to focus on the phrase where it says, Behold, he cometh with clouds. When Jesus Christ was about to leave the earth for heaven over 2,000 years ago, a cloud encircled or engulfed him and uh, he was swiftly taken away disappeared out of the sight of his disciples without warning as we are told in Acts chapter 1 verses 9 10 and 11 and we shall read that is if you can find it very quickly Acts chapter 1, beginning with verse 
name. It says, And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up. And a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly towards heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white clothing or apparel, which said unto them, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye here gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like fashion or manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. Long before aviation and GPS, God used the clouds to speak and to give direction unto his people. However, the world has become sophisticated and we don't look to the heavens for signs anymore. Although the Holy Spirit is here with us, people don't even bother about the Holy Spirit. People are looking to mankind for direction. But GPS and aviation are going to fail. Just recently, it happened in the United States. When communication, for some reason, some technical glitch, and everybody had to stay in the sky, and everybody had to stay on the ground, they could not land, they could not take off, because the system was broken. Fortunately, they got it fixed. And they were able to function once again. This is just an example of what is going to happen. Thank God we are not going to be here. It's going to be disaster. Jesus left the earth in a cloud. And he's coming back in a cloud without warning. Just as he left without any warning, he's coming back without warning. In several passages, we are told that he will come as a thief in the night. Revelation 3 and verse 3, 16 and 15. 2 Peter 3 and 10. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 1 and 3. And Matthew 24, 43 and 44. However, people used to steal in the night back in the days when the Bible was written. But now we have hide a thief. If you, don't, if you don't believe me, ask you, St. Bolt. Well, the word behold means to observe or to look up. Examine. And it is used quite frequently to draw attention to certain things. We need to observe 
the signs and the times. God is still using the clouds, but we are not looking. We are not looking to God for direction. We are looking from, to man for direction. And we are depending too much on man. And we need to depend more on God and the Holy Spirit for direction. God is still speaking through his Holy Spirit. But it's just that we are not listening. We have too many devices. And I'm sorry for the children with these devices. And exactly what is happening today with these devices, time will not permit me to go into it. Someone sent me something that one man said in 1999 that is going to be happening with these devices and how that people are going to be scrolling and scrolling and spending time with their devices. Back in 99, it was not so. 1999 when he said it. And brethren, everything that he said has come to pass, just as he said. He said communication will be of such that people are just going to send you a message with some little round faces and funny eyes and thing and hand raised up and this one not then and it has happened. Don't you normally send out things? Somebody send you something, you send them back with a thumb up. Somebody send you something with a little round face and two funny eyes. And you have to figure out what. I say, well, 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 this man knew what he was talking about. And you don't even want to tell them, laugh. You put out either LOL or you put out a face with a, and a funny grin. <laughs> God is still speaking. <laughs> and the signs of the times, we are going to have to go back to them because these things are going to fail. Listen, Matthew's gospel, chapter 24, tells us a lot about it. Talking about the signs. And we are blind to them and we, we don't pay attention anymore. But you see these wars and rumors of wars going on? What? Well, we, we take it for granted. Well, what's wrong, man? We, are, we have become accustomed to wars. We have become so accustomed to wars in the world. We have wars in our nation and wars in the bedroom. Wars in the, in the uh, living room and wars in the church. And we don't worry because, oh, you know, once upon a time, children probably would get all shook up and frightened when they see their parents fight. But now, fighting between parents, oh man, is the norm. What are you worrying about? <laughs> nation against nation and famine all over the world. Pestilences. Pestilences, contagious diseases like never before. Once upon a time, it might have been um, uh, measles and polio and, um, um, you know, some of the other things. But now, oh man, all kind of diseases. Even the corona and thing. <laughs> hatred among family, hatred among brethren, false prophets, 
Love waxing cold. You talk about love waxing cold. It's where people treat each other. People beat each other to death. Person just take up a gun and shoot you. Cold-blooded murder. This is what he was talking about. Love waxing cold in, in verse 12 of um, Matthew's gospel, chapter 24. The things people will do to each other. I must, however, warn you. That everything written here in the Bible will not transpire before the rapture. Some of it will be before and some of it will be after. So we have to be careful that we rightly divide the word of truth. And we understand that some of it will happen before the tribulation, some after the tribulation, and so forth, and the millennium. But some people seem to think that everything is going to happen at the same time. After the tribulation, GPS is going to fail. Oh, sorry. Did I say after the tribulation? After the rapture. Tribulation, like crazy. GPS is going to fail. Aviation is going to fail. Because if GPS fails, you have no aviation. You can't. Oh, and there are other sophisticated systems that I don't know about. All I heard about, and I don't know too much about, GPS. And the GPS, you know, you don't have to ask anybody for a direction. You could even have it right here. Takes you around. You just have to know how to use it. But that's how sophisticated things have become. But listen, time will not permit me this morning to tell you all about Moses and the children of Israel, and they were being led by clouds. And then there is the, um, uh, what you call it, the, the tabernacle. But I think that we're going to have to look at some of it because um, I don't want to run over it. But look at, um, first of all, Exodus, Exodus chapter 40, verses 34 to 38. And you get an idea of what I'm talking about because some of you may not even know about it. And I trust that you're reading through your Bible. And it happened that I was just this morning that I was reading the last few chapters of Exodus and this came up. And um, I was not even planning to uh, be a part of this message, but divine providence would have it that my Bible reading this morning was, also, was Exodus uh, uh, 39, uh, 30, 39 and 40. And in uh, chapter 40 and verse 34, listen to what it says. Then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation. Just this morning I read this. I didn't read it yesterday when I was preparing this. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter into the tabernacle of the congregation, in the tent of the congregation, because the cloud abode thereon. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And when the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the children of Israel went onward all their journeys. But if the cloud were not taken up, then they journeyed not till the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord 
was above, was upon them, upon the tabernacle, by day, and a fire that led them by night, in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout their journeys. So we see here, they were not led by GPS or any other device. They were led by the cloud of God, and they followed the cloud. But now we don't need no cloud, do we? But we will need it sometime in the future. Look at Isaiah chapter 19 and verse 1. Isaiah chapter 19 and just one verse. If you could turn there uh, very quickly. Isaiah, that is, chapter 19, verse 1. The burden of Egypt. Behold, the Lord rideth upon a swift cloud. Amen. And shall come into Egypt, and the idols of Egypt shall be moved at his presence, the presence of that cloud, because they're not going to see God. And the heart of the Egyptian shall melt in the midst of it. Now, look at Luke chapter 21, verses 27 and 28, St. Luke's Gospel. Chapter 27, or sorry, 21, that is, chapter 21, verse 34, or sorry, verse 27, verse 27, and 21, 27, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. Time will not permit me to talk about Elijah, Elijah being taken up in a cloud. And others who were taken up in cloud and Moses went up in the mountain and the cloud was on the mountain. And so you see that God used a cloud to speak. And here we still have the matter of the cloud. It is going to happen. And so we need to look to God and we need to look to heaven for the signs of the times. And uh, the signs of the times, I hope that this generation is not ignorant to the signs of the times because you're spending too much time in, uh, with these devices that we have. And um, we need to spend time in the word of God and listen to his Holy Spirit as he speaks to us through his Holy Spirit. But if we are not careful, we are not going to hear from God if we don't read his word. And if we are not in communion with him. If we don't spend time in isolation, turn it off. I'm going to tell you a little secret, but you could tell everybody. When I got onto my garden to do a little gardening, which I do each day, well, not on Sundays, and uh, some days when I have to go out, but each time, I leave my phone with my wife. And I tell her, if this phone rings, answer it. I'm going down there not so much to do gardening. I'm going down there to spend time with God and talk with God. I don't want nobody to serve me. 
If it is important, you call me. If it is not important, take a message. We feel as though that we always have to have this phone. You go in the bathroom to shower, you think you have to have the phone. No wonder they get wet and don't work. The only thing you need always is the Holy Spirit of God, amen, and the presence of God. And you miss out on the presence of God if you have to have that dumb thing with you all the time. D-U-M, eh? B. Because some people misunderstand what I'm saying and say that I hope you're talking back, but they don't understand. I mean, the thing is dumb, you know, Although it could talk back to you, I don't know. But you talk to it, I don't know if you talk back to you. Anyway, but I'm saying that you don't have to have that thing always. I've heard your people say, this thing, no matter where I go, I have it with me. I don't ever put it down. You, you try to get these children to wash some dishes. They're washing dishes with one hand and they got a phone in another hand. Nonsense, utter nonsense. Boy, put down the phone. Girl, put down the phone and wash the dishes with your two hands. Save current and forget about dishwasher. What do you think children are there for? God gave them to wash dishes. Fortunately, water inside the house so they don't have to go across the road to get a bucket of water. And they don't appreciate that, you know, that water is inside the house. We think back then, if water inside your house, you got trouble. (laughs) (laughs) And as a result, they have become lazy. And you wonder if these children know how to communicate with God. I hope that when they go to school and they do exam, that they don't write, for why are you report to you? <laughs> Didn't I tell you something? That, that, listen, brethren, I speak standard English, although I know Nevis. <laughs> I speak Nevis no one again. But I speak standard English. And this business about LOL, me asking, well, people send me, I send them a message. Don't send them back, LOL. I say, wait, why, what does LOL mean? <laughs> they say it means laugh out loud. <laughs> and so children speak, learn to speak standard English because when you go to school, you got to go write standard English. You know, you may, I don't know what to do, but when you do exam, you have to write standard English. Amen? Amen? I know in French they could tell you that you could use broken, you know, in, in your translation, you can use broken whatever, whatever, and um, um, whatever you call it, um, local, col- dialect, sorry, dialect. They tell you you can use dialect. But who said that? If you write dialect in Nevis, the person who do these exams in Barbados, do they know Nevis dialect? <laughs> oh. So I recommend to you, when they tell you you could use dialect, don't study them. <laughs> Write standard English. Amen? Because they may not understand Nevis. 
Because, be honest with you, sometimes you don't understand Barbados. Wait, 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 let's move on here. <laughs> so when you send me a text, <laughs> listen, write standard English, eh? Because sometimes we can't make head or tail of what you're saying. Um, but, you know, listen. We need to communicate with the Holy Spirit, children. Learn to teach your children to talk to God. Let them know that they don't have to be with that phone all the time. Behold, he cometh. Therefore, stand fast and unmovable unto the end. Amen. There are a few things that I want to leave with you for those who are writing. Behold, he's coming in a cloud. Don't get frustrated. Don't get confused. He's coming. Don't be sidetracked. Number one, behold, he cometh with might and great power. Matthew 24 and verse 30. Number two, behold, he cometh with majesty, glory, splendor, honor. When you think of the majesty, her queen, you think of the majesty, the king, and you think of the royalty, which is declining. Brethren, <laughs> the majesty of God is not going to decline. The majesty and splendor of God is greater than that of any earthly king and any earthly palace. And you must never forget that. Behold, he cometh. He cometh with mercy for his people. Amen? Amen? He cometh for those who are ready. And those who are not ready will be left behind. He's coming for the children of God, the people of God. Amen? If we are all the children of God, then we are all going to heaven. Amen? But it is not so. Only the children of God will be going and the people of God. If you are not a born again believer in Christ, you need to make ready. For when he comes back, he's coming back for a ready and prepared people. Are you prepared to meet the Lord? He's coming back in a cloud, we are told. He's coming back. Behold, he cometh forth with mystery. That is number four. I hope that you get the others. It's a mystery. According to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 51 through 57, I will not take the time to read. It is a mystery in that we do not understand, or sorry, excuse that. We do not know when it will be. So it means, remains a mystery because we don't know when it will happen. I was hoping that it would have happened last year with all my heart. Unfortunately, it did not happen last year. So we look for him this year. If he doesn't come this year, we look for him the next year. Amen? It could be another 10 years. It could be another five years. We don't know. It could be another five days or five weeks. We don't know. So therefore, we ought to be prepared and be ready. Amen? And don't be caught off. Behold, he cometh 
And boy, there is going to be mourning here upon the earth. According to Matthew's gospel, chapter 25, 24 and verse 30, Zechariah 12, verses 9 to 14. Again, we will not take the time to read, but you can write them down and for your own devotion and your own reading. And I trust that this message does not end at the end of the service, but you continue to think about what is being said. I preach to you, but on Monday is my time of meditation that I go back over what was said Sunday morning and Sunday night and time of praying and pray that God would use the word that was spoken to speak to hearts. So I trust that the, the, the word that is spoken here on Sunday will at least take you through Wednesday. And that which is spoken on Wednesday take you through to Saturday so that you could meditate and then you have your own devotion. I trust that you have what is called daily devotion. Fortunately for you, you have a smartphone that you can use at any time when you are on a sailboat or in a vehicle. But that does not take the place of your quiet time and your devotion. That is just additional if you want to catch up with your Bible reading or something like that. But you can't have no real devotion on a bus or on a boat. You can spend the time reading rather than sleeping. And I think this generation sleep too much. They need to wake up! Brethren, Seriously, you think in our day, we could have spent the amount of time sleeping that you do? You get up early in the morning. You go up in the hills to look after the animals. We had no clock. Is this the moon we looked to when it was dark night? I don't even know what we did. And you know my story of how I got misled by the moon. And find myself up in the mountain, 3 o'clock in the morning. With a lot of strange things happen up there in the mountain in the morning. I wouldn't tell you about You know how you heard about them. Somebody kicking my dog and somebody beating up the, on the kettle. And I can't get the kettle milk because the kettle them would not stand up. And boy, a lot of strange. I don't, I I'm, I'm, can't see anybody. Poor dog. <laughs> Running all over the place. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. Three o'clock all the way up in the mountain with those animals. Boy, thank God. It looked like my mother was there holding them off. She had gone on to be a long time. But anyway, but anyway. Um, finally, behold, a comet. And it will be misery for some, but it's going to be a very happy time for others. Those who are left behind, he's going to come in a cloud. And we're going to see that cloud. You remember he says there, and every eye shall behold him and see that cloud. Brethren, you remember he said, when you see certain things begin to happen, war and rumors of war, look up for your redemption joy at night. Look forward to the cloud, Christ breaking through the cloud with power and great glory. And you give him the honor and the glory that is due to his name. You never give his honor and his glory to anyone else. The book of Revelation, 
went on to say that he's Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the ending. And he's the Lord of Lords. And he will be coming with great power and great might. And you think the largest plane in the world could only carry, I don't know how much they could carry now, but I think the last thing I hear was about 400 passengers. Boy, that's a large plane. 400 passengers? God help me, I don't want to be on a plane with no 400 people. Boy, God on boy, a lot of people are going to be suffering. <laughs> I don't mind being on a cruise, but being on a cruise with 6,000 people, oh no, too many people. I'm glad I did get my little cruise when they were only able to carry 300 and things. Well, at least, I think, two or 3,000. But now you have cruise ship carrying 6,000 passengers. Could you imagine that? I find it difficult to comprehend. 6,000 passengers. And they're getting larger and larger. Boy, must it take a lot of power, eh? But let me tell you something. When you think about power, think of the fact that literally thousands of people will be taken up when Jesus Christ comes back in the cloud. And he's not coming back to earth. He's not. He's going to stay in the air in that cloud. And that cloud is going to pick us up, those who are alive and remain. And that is why I want to be alive. I don't want to be raised from the dead. I want to be alive. He said, those of us who are alive and remain shall not precede those who are dead, in that the dead in Christ shall rise first and catch up with us. Go ahead. I don't mind being last. Let the dead go ahead and be first. I want to be, I, 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 I'll be behind, you know, although I don't like to be behind. I don't mind. That's one time I don't mind being behind. 